Welcome to This Is His Story podcast. Ministries and God's stories you need to know. Okay, today's episode is pulled from a webinar I created in 2020 that's so relevant and needed for nonprofit executive directors and even executive pastors. The section of this webinar was called Your Reports Are Lying to You. It helps eliminate passing data up from those below you to your board of directors or having important information ignored when they ask for the right thing, right? Selling a report that was built to show success and not necessarily facts. Stop having needless vanity reporting laid on your desk and wasting valuable time finding the information you really want. In a day where data is everywhere, Learn how to find, or better yet, ask for information you need and find out if your web reports are bringing in a return on your investment versus taking information that sort of makes your team look good or makes projects look good. We discuss how to measure online projects and learn how to make reporting decisions before the project starts, not finding out what data the project told us. Let's be honest. Most non-technical directors and leaders of nonprofits and churches don't really know the hard questions to ask. They don't even know how to read all the reports flying at them on their desk, their inbox, their screens. You know, I used to get plenty. Leading Insight for Living really was problematic because I had reports hitting my desk every single day, even in the hallways. And I just realized I was spending way too much time trying to see if a report was actually a good report and having to go back and say, would you add this, delete this? What about this? And hey, yeah, that looks pretty, but. And I just spent so much time trying to validate or improve the reports I was getting that I just got really, really, really frustrated with it. And I came up with systems that my team had to follow to let me lead with confidence that the dashboard I was looking at to make decisions was a good dashboard. So listen in to the entire section of this webinar. It's probably the whole webinar is still available online if you want to listen to the whole thing. But right now, here's a clip just on the section of reporting. Shift number four. This one's a great one. Your reports are lying to you. Wow, sounds mean, doesn't it? Data is frequently built to prove something, not reveal something. Let me say that again. Data reports, the data is the data, but the reports crossing your desk are frequently built to prove something, not reveal something. It's just sort of human nature. Have you ever had this happen before? Have you ever had to pass information up the ladder? Like you're going to your board of directors and somebody handed you a report and they just sort of cherry picked the, the good numbers, and then you got asked by the board some tough questions. Sort of embarrassing, right? Because you just weren't given all the information because they just gave you the good stuff. They wanted to prove that that project was great and not really pull out the the negative or the, hmm, did anybody ask this question, right? It's not that your staff's trying to deceive you, but a lot of people hope data shows you something, and it, it doesn't take much to to have the numbers sort of lie and trick you because deep inside everybody wants the numbers to say, wow, that project was worth our while. Think of all the time and effort we put into that. It, it, it must be good. And here's the, 
four or five things that I found that made it sound like it was amazing. Here's the real issue. Most non-technical directors just don't know the hard questions to ask. They don't know where to poke and they don't have a plan in place to ask the right questions for the right kind of projects. We must know what to measure in order to find the return on investment. Here's a great way to look at this. If it doesn't get donors, or if it doesn't turn donors into frequent donors, then it it better have high ministry or mission value, right? Like it's okay, We're we're in the kingdom business, right? We're allowed to do things that are ministry. Some of... Some of the, uh, you listening, your your ministry is to other people, and then donors give, and other times your donors are the ones receiving the ministry, right? So it is okay to have high ministry value in your efforts, but it's a great thing to ask about a project is, does it get donors? If so, we'll talk about how we're going to measure that. and Or if it doesn't turn donors into frequent donors, then we better have a good, good kingdom-minded ministry mission um, in doing that, right? So here's here's how to look at it. Every project, every project has to have measurable goals. So we need to know, are the systems in place to capture these measurable goals? If not, we need to put them into place. And then let's know what we're going to ask before we do anything. I mean, I'm telling you before anybody does any project, think about this, talk about it, because nothing's more frustrated than six months down the road to say, oh, well, I didn't know y'all wanted that. We didn't build it that way. Ooh, it's one of the worst sentences I ever hear. Not only track new names and donors out of a project, but track their lifetime value. There's been times where I thought a uh campaign or something that was being done was sort of a bust. It just couldn't justify it. Couldn't just, was the juice worth the squeeze? But I went back and looked at the lifetime value of that group. And I was like, wow, that group actually matured pretty fast. They became higher average gifts out of that group. They became monthly givers faster. Like you can, you can, you'll be surprised of how many times you look at something and say, wow, they didn't convert well at first. But boy, they sure took off later. And it's probably because of the messaging and why they joined, um, helped them join in and dovetail into your organization a lot faster. Um, there's a lot to, to figure out there. Some of you give away things like a premium with your gifts. You know, if somebody gives you a gift, you give them back. And you look too on that. Did those groups mature or were they just here for something free? Or was, you know, the lifetime value wasn't great, even though at very first, they may have given a lot, but they never, never matured, right? So look at lifetime value for sure when you're tracking the success of, of a project. And of course, it, you know, it's even though the internet's been around now for decades, you still see shifting from offline to online. So um, I'm very careful to say, you know, welcome to our online ministry versus welcome to our ministry because you have people who may be faithful donors who have yet to still give off your website or, or mobile. So just always look for that. Sometimes you are fooled into thinking somebody's a new donor when they're really not. And then, of course, views, likes, and comments don't really mean a lot. It's all about traffic and conversions. 
sort of like saying, you know, let's go build a shop in the middle of the desert. And then uh, you ask your your manager, like, hey, how did things go? And they go, oh, man, we had five people walk by and wave at us today. Well, what is a wave? The wave doesn't open the cash register. <laughs> you know, I mean, a like, a comment. Like, we have, you know, 100,000 followers. Great. Are any of those donors? Are they potential donors? Are they coming in? Like, I just, I'm still of the mindset that though there is, exposure value to a lot of um, social media without a plan of what you're doing with that traffic. A lot of it's just playing social media game. It is, there are really good ways to convert and even pay per clicks, believe it or not, are really doing well. Um, you know, that's another topic for another day, but just general clicks and our likes and comments and views really just don't mean much. Here's something to really look at. I ask all my clients day one, what is your donation page abandonment rate? And how much time do people spend on your website? And normally get a raised eyebrow or a little confused look by some people because they're thinking I'm going to ask a hundred other questions than that. I like to see time on site always improving. It means you're doing a better job of pulling people in especially when you're doing ministry on your own website. But even if you're just telling your donor story, if people are hanging out, that means they're interested or that means they're enjoying the content that they see. So I love time on site. I like capturing it and then looking at it over and over and over. I mean, not monthly, but you know, quarterly, at least every year at the very least. And donation page abandonment. You would be shocked what your abandonment rate is. And there's this mindset that if people hit the donate button, they're going to donate. And it is so not true. The abandonment rates will scare you. And it speaks to why your donation uh, page is so important because you need to, if you're doing a good job, those abandonment rates are going to go down and down and down. Okay. Here's, here's a great example. You like to look goldfish with a shark. Uh, face, yeah, this is this describes this perfectly. Had a client, uh, did a big global Facebook event. We had celebrities. We had people from all around the world and experts from all around the world. Everyone's in on this project. And I was, <laughs> I was already in with this client when all this was happening. And I was trying to point everybody to the correct lighthouse of how to divine success because everybody sort of had their own expert area of expertise and their own opinions of what success was in this big campaign, if you will. Right. I mean, a lot of players, everybody, if you pulled them in a room and asked them what success was, would have given you a different story. Well, when the project was over, we had our, you know, the, the, the call, the final call, everybody get on and, Boy, everybody was just talking about how great things were. Look at the numbers. Look how many waves we got in the desert and uh, how many comments and whatever. I mean, people were just bragging. And I'm waiting for my turn. And I'm, of course, trying to think I'm not going to be negative Nelly here. But there, there's something called truth. We spent so many men power hours on this. So much money was spent on this. I mean, six figures. And at the end of the day, after all people were bragging about what a great event, look how wonderful everything was. You know how much this organization raised? 
$2,700. It made me sick to my stomach. But it was because everyone didn't define what success was, though I begged. The client now, it was one of these tough lessons. They have a much easier time listening to the key indicators of success in any digital initiatives now because they were just hoping and guessing. And certainly with all these experts in the room, certainly with uh, all the money and the time we're putting into this, this thing's going to be great. We're going to get tons of new donors, right? No, they're not going to hope any longer when funding projects. You don't hope for success. They trust me now. And here's what makes, makes me sad is I know for a fact that we would have brought well over the six figures spent if the target was defined and, and there was a lighthouse that everyone was rowing to at the exact same time. It was a great, it was, it was a great moment for them and it just failed because they just didn't have a lighthouse that everyone was rowing towards. Everybody was rowing towards their own version of success. Here's another big, big thing to think about. People say one thing and do another. And I'm not, <laughs> I know that just sounds like a normal trait of, of human beings, right? Uh, the sinful nature of us all. But we normally defend best practices and goals, but the data frequently points in a different directions. Donors will sometimes tell us what they want or think, but their actions are often different. So I'm going to give you an example. It's sort of like saying in a church, I think we can all relate to this. We need to start, uh, you know, an 8 a.m. toddler class, you know, because, you know, the the praise and worship team's coming in with their toddlers and they don't, they're running around the church and we just need to have a, a nursery for them. And, you know, that would help everybody out. We need to do that. So, okay, let's do it. Well, you do it and, you know, you find hard time to get volunteers and then you find that the, 10 people you thought were going to use it, didn't use it. They are like, well, my husband watches them while I'm up here. Or no, actually, um, my kid likes to sleep in. Like there was a plan, but the data would have shown that they didn't really need it. Like frequently this happens with websites and with with, with projects is like, uh, this, <laughs> this happened one time as well. Uh, a board, a board, one powerful board member came in and he said, we need an app. Everybody's got an app. And, you know, my son-in-law, he builds apps and we need an app and apps are great and apps and apps and apps. So they, this organization spent a lot of money on an app. Well, I just, because I knew I, a year later, I went around to every board member at the dinner and just, Hey, I download the app. Are you using the app? Not one board member was even using the app. They all approved it. They all said we needed one and they're all donors of the organization. They don't even use the app. And guess what? No one else did either. They thought we needed an app. They wanted an app because they read somewhere apps were great. But let data tell you what you need, not opinions. Your donors will tell you what they like by how they act. Let the data tell you, oh, this page works better or this case for support works better. Not, oh, you should, y'all should do this, that, the other. And then they don't even follow their own advice, right? If best practices work, if apps worked, then all organizations would be flooded with resources and money, right? Let your data drive the decisions, not preconceived notions and hopes and dreams. Trust what your donors do, not what they tell you. 
Okay, if this reporting topic whet your appetite to listen to the entire webinar, it's online for free. It's called Five Simple Shifts to Gain Dedicated Donors with Your Digital Strategy, and you can find it at creativedigitalguide.com. All right, guys, thank you very much for listening to episode one. See you soon. Thank you for listening. Be sure to follow on TikTok or Instagram for daily stories Christians need to know. Wanting to increase the reach of your ministry or your church's ability to make disciples? Come to my website for free resources and webinars built exclusively for Christian nonprofits and churches. CreativeDigitalGuide.com helps executive directors and pastors learn how to gain ministry partners to do God-sized missions.